This weekend, a significant marker, and I'm not speaking of Halloween on Saturday. It's 503 years since the Reformation. Martin Luther nailing those 95 theses on that heavy wooden church door in Wittenberg, Germany. There won't be as much of a Halloween this year if people follow what health authorities are advising to tamp down the spread of COVID. Candy companies like Hershey are selling more this year than last. People just can't get enough chocolate. But a changed holiday bodes other changes. Christmas may not be the same this year. But then there's Martin Luther. He privately hated God for his requirement of perfection, even though he lived in fear of his wrath. But then his life changed as he read Romans 1.17. The light bulb came on. The just shall live by faith. He would be saved by a righteousness that wasn't his. That's when he fell in love with Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this Friday, we're wrapping up a series called Pray for Keeps. Pray without ceasing. Three words that are easy to say, but what in the world do they mean? It actually sounds really hard, even exhausting. Does God really want us to communicate with Him every second of our lives? Questions I'm sure we've all wondered and struggled with. So what did the Apostle Paul mean when he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to encourage a first-century church to pray without ceasing? Well, the answer is found in the two words that precede that phrase, rejoice evermore. In these few minutes we have together, I want to remind all of us about the great privilege of prayer that we've been given through Jesus Christ and how a joyful heart changes everything when we pray. I need this reminder, and you do as well in these challenging times. After the program, I'd like to ask you to pray about helping support Haven today. We're 100% supported by your generous gifts, big and small. And to show our gratitude for your support, I want to send you the first season of a new TV series called The Chosen. Eight programs on a pair of DVDs on the life of Jesus as told by the disciples, who he called his own. We have all of season one for your minimum gift to the ministry. Call us after the program at 800 654 2836. 800 65 Haven or watch some samples and see the significance of this series for your life by visiting our website and making your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And one more thing I'd like to remind you, 30 ways to pray for people in authority, a prayer card that we have for you. It's a card with prayer prompts coming directly from scripture. Keep it with your Bible. Use it every day, especially in these days to come. Ask for 30 ways to pray when you call us or when you go online. And when you make contact, leave us your prayer request. We want to lift your needs before our Father in heaven. And now we open the program with Shane and Shane. Lord, I come. I confess. Bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, 
title that's a prayer in itself, Lord, I Need You, by Shane and Shane, opening Haven Today, and a program called Pray for Keeps. I'm Charles Morris. One of the most important activities any Christian can engage in is prayer. When we pray, we aren't just talking to the ceiling, and we aren't just trying to give ourselves perspective as if prayer only benefits us. When we pray, We're going before the Almighty, before His throne, standing in the gap, not just for ourselves, but for our neighbors and this world in which we live. When we pray, we pray for keeps. That's what we're calling the program, because with everything going on in our world, an election in America just around the corner, days away, what we don't need is another political pundit telling us how to vote. I, for one, don't want to be that. I'm convinced that the more we pray as believers, the more we will rejoice. The more praying, the more rejoicing. And why do I think that? Five words from the Apostle Paul. And not just the words, but the order. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. It's found in 1 Thessalonians, and it gives us more in five words than any self-help book could give us in 5,000. Rejoice evermore. Always be rejoicing. How do we do that? We pray without ceasing. 
And the more we pray, the more we rejoice. And the more we rejoice in the Lord, the more our joy will pour itself out in prayer. But it's not easy. Sure, it's easy to speak to the Lord in prayer because he's always listening. And he knows what we need before we even ask. But it's not easy to pray without ceasing. And one reason why is because sometimes it seems like the Lord is ignoring us. Many of us have prayed for years that the Lord would bring a wayward son or daughter home, and it hasn't happened yet. Some of us have labored in prayer for years that we wouldn't have to go into debt just to take care of our family. So many things we pray for so long, it can begin to appear meaningless. But it's like the great preacher and pastor Charles Spurgeon once said, frequently the richest answers are not the speediest. A prayer may be all the longer on its voyage because it's bringing us a heavier freight of blessing. Maybe we are praying for so long because that prayer is hauling a load of blessings that far surpass anything we can ask or dream. The delay in the Lord's timing gives us an opportunity to trust more in Him, to walk faithfully, and to love Him for who He is, not what He gives to us. In other words, even if it seems like the Lord is delaying, we're called to pray, and in our praying we find that He's more than enough for us. The more we pray the more we rejoice. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice evermore. It's something Daniel the prophet had to learn as he struggled there in exile and prayed that the Lord would come swiftly to save his people and lead them back to the promised land. It's something you and I need to learn as our attention and hope are pulled in every direction. We run the risk of losing sight of our Lord and replacing our hope in him with our hope in the things of this world. Pray without ceasing. That's what the Lord says. It's not by being in the act of prayer at all times. That is simply impossible. It is a call to a style of living that is consistent with our prayers and to a life that is wholly devoted to the Lord as well as his glory. We pray without ceasing when we constantly remember the privilege that it is to pray. When we pray, we come into the presence of the Lord. And that means he has graciously given us his ear. In fact, he has promised that he will always listen to his children. Kids have an unshakable confidence when they call out for mommy or daddy in the middle of the night, don't they? Only a child can do that and know they won't be turned away. Well, if you're a Christian, if you've cast yourself to Christ for salvation— You have that privilege. You can approach the Lord with the confidence of a little child. So don't let your sins make you timid. Don't let your struggles turn you into a stranger for the Lord. Remember his grace. Remember his promise to hear you and pray without ceasing. But the privilege runs deeper than that, and it produces in us an overflowing fountain of joy. Our privilege to pray is never found in us. It's not because we were so lovely that the Lord made these promises to us. What does the Bible say? You were dead in trespasses and sins, enemies of the Lord. That is who we were. But God so loved the world that he gave his only son. 
That's where our privilege to pray is found. It's found in the love of the Lord in sending Christ to die. Your seat at the table, your place before the Lord in prayer, was bought by the blood of the Lamb. So pray without ceasing. Remember your privilege as a child of the King, and let it overflow into joyous prayer. You might be thinking, why? Yes, it is a privilege, and yes, the Lord calls me to pray. But why should I pray without ceasing? Well, let's try to convince ourselves with three reasons. The first reason, the Lord is always worthy of praise. Not a moment goes by that the Lord is not worthy of praise. And if he is always worthy of praise, then we should always be praising him. Our lives should always reflect our joy in knowing him and his love. Prayers and praises should constantly flow from our lips. We like to think of prayer as a walkie-talkie on the battlefront, wouldn't you say? We use it when we're in a crisis, when we need emergency direction. So many are using prayer like that right now. But that isn't only what prayer is. Prayer is a way to worship. It's a way to receive from the Lord grace in our time of need. It's also a way to proclaim His excellencies. He's always worthy of praise. So we should always be praising and praying. A second reason? The Lord never ceases to love you. He's constantly pouring His love upon us by the power of the Spirit. When we read His Word, when we sing with His people, when we remind ourselves of the gospel, what Jesus has done for us. In all these things, the Lord is always pouring his love out. To quote Pastor Spurgeon one more time, what sort of a child is that which does not desire to climb his father's knee and receive a smile from his father's face? Children are constantly seeking their parents' affection. How about you? How long can you go without turning to the Lord, without thanking the Lord for his grace and mercy, without seeking his love and prayer? We should pray without ceasing, because our Lord loves us without ceasing. But there's another, third reason. Your neighbors need it. It may be that you feel like you don't need prayer today or many days, but there are so many around you right now who are desperate for it, the poor and the sick and the hungry, those trapped in a cycle of sin and they can't seem to get their way out of it, those who are so arrogant that they blatantly disregard prayer or repentance and would rather boast about themselves and even put others down. Those people need our prayers. We'll never be able to say, I didn't pray because I had nothing to pray for. So many things to pray for that we probably wouldn't have enough time in a day to pray for them all. Pray without ceasing, because our world needs praying Christians. And praying Christians are the happiest people in this world. We pray, we rejoice, we give thanks, and then we pray again. It's that dance of the gospel, paid for by the life of Jesus, A privilege, a wonderful privilege, and the highest of callings. So we pray now, we pray always, and we pray for keeps. Why don't we pray right now? Lord in heaven, we come to you. It's a Halloween weekend. 
But more than that, it's the 503rd anniversary of the Reformation. I think back to the life of Martin Luther, a man who was actually afraid of you even as he was seeking you, a man who didn't get it even though he spent great amounts of time in your word. He even translated the New Testament into his native German, something that was uncommon over 500 years ago. And yet, he finally made his way to the book of Romans, and he found out that the just shall live by faith. And he included himself in that, as on his knees he found grace, and he found grace in abundance. Lord, I pray this weekend for all of us that we would get on our knees, that we would learn what it means to pray without ceasing, and to take into account those two words just before that phrase of Paul given to him by the Holy Spirit, that we would rejoice evermore. Comfort us. Shower us with your mercy. May we stay on our knees in prayer and pray for the world we're in and the troubles we face and the trouble our world faces. And we pray this now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. Seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief, and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet i mm-hmm.
back with Casting Crowns from their album Glorious Day and a Hymn of Faith, Sweet Hour of Prayer, here on A Haven Today called Pray for Keeps. Now, before we have to go, I want to share a little story with you. Dallas Jenkins, who created the TV show called The Chosen, shared with me that COVID-19 caused his production a lot of challenges. They were still in the finishing touches of season one. And then they were trying to start shooting again for season two. Locations weren't open. He didn't know if production would get off the ground. And then he asked people to pray. And guess what? He's currently shooting season two right now. The Lord answers prayers. You just don't hear stories like that out of Hollywood. And that's the same for The Chosen TV Show, produced by Christians in an epic way we've never seen before. I want you to see all eight episodes of season one, and for your minimum gift, we'll send you the first season. It comes on a pair of DVDs that looks at the life of Jesus from the perspective of those first century disciples, men and women, who he called as his own. You just need to call us right now, and the number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch some of the excerpts we've put up on our website and see the significance of this series for your life today. And you can do that by visiting our website and making your gift there at haventoday.org. H-A-V-E-N, haventoday.org. And even though I've been challenging you to pray, sometimes it's hard to start praying. So, for your gift of any amount, I'd like to send you the 30 Ways to Pray for People in Authority prayer card. 30 prayer prompts, all coming straight out of Scripture. Keep it with your Bible. Use it every day, especially in the next few days. Ask for 30 ways to pray when you call us or when you go online. And then when you get in touch with us, send us your prayer request. Do it when you call us. Do it when you go online. We would count it a privilege to lift your needs before our Heavenly Father. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again we get to share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In Mark Twain's classic, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, two missing boys got to secretly observe their own funerals. It's a morbid thought, isn't it? But a little intriguing. After your own demise, how would you be remembered? Well, you know, that's exactly the reality in which the Apostle Paul believes Christians live. Colossians 3.3 For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. 
And no, you never stopped breathing, but you must die to self to live in Christ. And this new life comes with a promise. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will also appear with him in glory. Get started with Anchor Devotional in print at getanchor.com.